Gaming Blues Podcast, Esports Edition. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Esports Blues Podcast. It has been a very long time, almost several weeks, even months, during this quarantine period where I haven't made content, but I am finally free on my full-time work duties. So I am back to bring you more solo podcast because this is the esports edition where my co-host Darren does not join because esports is not his forte. It has been months since the initial quarantine began and I think we're almost in the second month of staying indoors, getting a lot of gaming in. Me however, I have gotten a lot of work in because clients have realized they need my company's app which we make and they need to use that app wirelessly to reach their investors and stuff so it has been quite a busy ride but given it's a long weekend I have finally finally found the time to sit down and share with you my thoughts of today's topic Riot Games' new shooter Valorant now this will be a multi-part series because I literally sat down one day writing down a whole bunch of notes of what I think of the game from just the gameplay aspect, um, different lore aspect even though who really cares about lore in a shooter like this and various side things like what would the esports part like the competitive side of Valorant be like like how would that be established Um, also talking about like different cosmetics like what uh, marketing methods they will do to like sell the game to mainstream people how they keep the long longevity of the game like how they did with League of Legends through skins events and like microtransactions so those kind of stuff have been in the works and since it's kind of hard to do all talk about all of that by myself in one episode we're gonna do it in chunks so being the first episode of what I'm calling the Valorant series, we're going to talk about just a basic review of what I think of the closed beta, which luckily I got the drop for, even though everyone seems to be getting the drops now since there are so many streams um, enabling drops for the closed beta. And I'll talk about, is the game actually fun? Do I think it will last? Like, what do I think of the game pros and cons? Like, thoughts about how the beta was handled. Did I think it was enough content? And I will try to answer a very big question that's on everyone's mind, given that it's from a company that is, you know, the father of one of the biggest game in existence right now, League of Legends. So before we start, this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and other platforms you might think of. Search Gaming Blues Podcast and follow and give a review. I don't care if it's positive or negative. If you have something, some criticism about the structure of the podcast or any feedbacks you might have, I am always in favor of those so I can improve on my future content. All right, let's start. Valorant. Let's start with the name, Valorant. It does not really roll off the tongue, Valorant. I don't know if people call it Valorant or Valorant. Valorant, I guess, is more common. It's certainly better than League of Legends. Let's get that out of the way, but 
I guess uh, it just feels very ed like a really try hard for me. I guess in the name, like if you look at other games that are popular right now, League of Legends, Dota, uh, CS:GO, Rocket League, Rainbow Six, like and you, and you just toss in their Valorant, it's like eh. I would love to see what other names they came up with before they chose with Valorant. But I think it it's okay, I guess. But I would initially I thought like, oh, maybe it's just a placeholder name like Project A. Honestly, Project A sounds <laughs> like a better game name than Valorant, but that's just me. I hope there is a reason why it's called Valorant. Like jokingly said, like there's combined the word Valor and Rant. Maybe some kind of like social, um, what do you call it? like social, uh, like global conflict that's causing people to like rant about things and valor. I guess I don't know. Moving on. Visually, I was initially captivated by the character trailers, and they were very well made. The whole color scheme and the transitions and the music—they're、um, very suited to the character they're introducing. Almost matching to the gameplay, and they are perfectly doing their job to getting people to look at it,、um, watch it over and over, and bring hype for the game. So, points to the marketing team and the whoever video edited that video. Please contact me because I want to learn your ways. So, initial thought on the actual gameplay style. Yes, it's not realistic like CS:GO. It's kind of on the part of Overwatch in terms of the like flat color shading, almost cartoony in a sense, but not too cartoony. If you just look at the game itself, I'm okay with it because they had to go with that style because they have to think about like how many like what types of computers like graphically can actually run this game. On that note, visual style, I'm okay with it. I'm always a big fan of the cel shading styles.、Um, are the cartoony looks? I'm also okay with it. Not a big deal. The gun design I really like. Default gun skins are really well done. They're almost a almost like a carbon copy of like the real the real guns they want to replicate, and some are very original designs. The sound of the guns are very punchy. They're crunchy. I love it. Like varies from like really deep. Basic gun sounds to very,、um, you know, the muted and high pitched sounds of the silencers. You know, the very loud bang of the sniper rifles. It's very well done. I loved it, and the sound design and the visualize together brought about a, a good immersive experience for me. The UI. Is okay to a degree, but then again, this is always a closed beta. And if you remember, if ever, anyone actually played the League of Legends back in when they first came out, I started playing in like season two, and that's when like Leona was one of like the newest champions coming out. And the UI back then was really archaic. Looking at it now,、uh, even then it was kind of okay, but looking at it now, like there's a reason they like changed everything about the UI to become. The League of Legends UI, you everyone knows and love. Well, I'm not sure if they love it, but it is more up to the modern standards. The Valorant UI, well, still WIP and pending. 
it tries to be very sleek and modern, but there are some of the UI and UX interactions that I think that can be better. Like it kind of almost makes me feel like it wants to be a full-fledged PC game in the UI instead of like just being a client. I don't know if that makes sense because the League of Legends itself doesn't go to full screen and takes tries to use the entire screen as it's like canvas for the UI and UX inter interaction. It just has it like that, the, the client space. But Valorant is trying to take advantage of the entire screen and they have the buttons and the pop-ups and interaction points utilize the entire like screen width and height, which is kind of weird for me. And you know, I found like some of the buttons didn't do what I would think it do. But then again, that's just me being like nitpicky. Uh, due to my background being like UI UX design, uh, I tend to like notice these things. But then again, you know, there are people way better than me designing this game. So in the future, I'm pretty sure they they will iron that out. So that is not a big deal. Now let's talk about the actual game. Hmm. It is a traditional. Well, at least for the closed beta, it is the traditional five versus five. Um, kind of like search and destroy kind of thing. Um, the classic CSGO plant the bomb and defuse mechanic. And as well, let's talk about my, my background in the shooters. I play the hell out of the CSGO series in Korean PC bangs, mostly source. I played a bit at 1.6 when I was young, but by the time I was let's say my middle school days, Source was like the, the highest level of CS uh, Counter-Strike at the time. So I played a hell out of that. And unfortunately, because I had Korean friends, I have to play Sudden Attack, which is basically uh, on the same level as Crossfire. Um, for those who, do, who knows that game, it's basically the, I wanna say like Asian and South American CSGO back in the day. It still is popular in Korea, which is insane to me. So Sudden Attack and Crossfire, I played a lot of that. And then when I kept playing Source, and then it bounced, entered the whole uh, Call of Duty days on the Xbox, and continued that, and played CSGO a while, and went super crazy into Overwatch when it first came out. Um, played from like the very first seasons, but that kind of got dropped off Somewhat about like last year, the whole like uh, goats metal. Not not that goats meta made me quit, but you know, like my, I the reason I play shooters is like that I would play with friends, like we play in like uh, rank queue together. And since my friends kind of dropped off the map in terms of playing you know, Overwatch, I kind of stopped too. And then it came to playing Valorant, so a lot of back and forth between shooters of different styles, where. CSGO, for example, CSGO and Counter, um, sorry, Counter-Strike and Sun Attack, for example, if you compare the two, they're two very different games in terms of like, I favor the CSGO because, you know, I grew up with CSGO, but my Korean friends loved playing Sun Attack more because in their, quote unquote, it felt more punchy when you got a kill against someone. Like the guns felt like it's, it immersed them more in a sense. And I guess like the experience was different because when you get a kill, 
like the notification you kind of get, like the visual response you get from the game when you kill someone, was completely different because in usually in CS, the only not, like realization that you actually killed someone is when you get more money on the side, and it kind of shows up on the top right, like oh someone killed someone. But in all these other games, when you kill someone, you get like a more of a flashy visual response when you kill someone, and then when you get a kill streak. And this kind of started back in like the Quake days, like you know, double kill, triple kill, multi kill. Like those felt really good to get them. Whereas in CS:GO, if you get you know multi kills or whatnot, in the default game, it didn't really do much. I think in CS:GO, like the there's like a more like an audio cue now when you kill someone, you get a ding sound when you kill someone. And obviously, if you go to public servers, there's always like you know the Quake. Um, announcer mods you can add in. So if you get double kills, you hear the whole quick double kill sounds. Oh yeah, I should add. I also played Halo, but then again, this is not really. That's like a completely different shooter genre. All right. So in order to talk about how I feel about Valorant, we gotta talk about obviously that the difference the Valorant is compared to the other shooter is is that it's trying to combine the abilities of Overwatch like hero abilities and choosing quote-unquote classes combined with the shooter type, shooter style of Counter-Strike and they're combining the two. So it's not quite Overwatch, so it's not quite CSGO and has aimed down sights, which is Call of Duty and it's kind of like Rainbow Six in a way, it's kind of strategic round per round and it's like very confusing but Actually, no, I don't think it's very Rainbow Six at all, because Rainbow Six is more super strategic. Probably strategic than any other like shooter game in the scene right now, so I should have been saying that. My bad, Rainbow Six fans. But it is, it is trying to combine aspects of Overwatch and aspects of Counter-Strike into one game. At first, when I first entered the game, it was super intimidating because there's... Well, initially there's five different agents you can select. And agents have three different abilities and an ultimate. So I gotta learn those. And then I gotta get back into the groove and learn the spray patterns on the guns like CSGO to find the optim optimal like aiming style so I don't like shoot all over the damn place. So as a as a casual shooter fan going into Valorant it is very super intimidating because there's a lot of things the game doesn't really explain to you. I mean, you can read about the abilities press, pressing F1, but reading and actually executing in the actual game is like a whole different situation. So that was very intimidating. But luckily for me, trying to get the drop key for Valorant beta, <laughs> I watched a, a lot of streams of different streamers. Um, I think I watched over like 200 hours of Summit 1G playing Valorant. So I picked up a lot of things from his stream and how to do certain things like where to smoke, um, how to bounce off sofa arrows, like how to use X, how to use like certain ultimates effectively and certain abilities, etc., etc. And which guns were basically like which guns are DCS Counter Strike equivalents. Like, no, I forgot the name, but I, th I think it's supposed to, I think it's Vander. Like, there's an AK-47 equivalent. And obviously the heavy sniper is basically the op and all that fun stuff. So getting in, you know, the usual is 
because at the time rank wasn't not enabled, I got my ass kicked in because I'm getting headshot left left and right because I'm not utilizing the proper like I'm not peeking properly or I forget like you're supposed to walk everywhere because the footstep sounds are really very audible in this game even more than Counter-Strike I feel like and that's a big thing that you know people coming from Call of Duty might not really realize because you can run like hell in Call of Duty and you can still get kills people around the corner if you like either shoot enough or get lucky but in games like Valorant and even like CSGO I just want to say I hate like I'm calling Counter-Strike CSGO and I just want to call it Counter-Strike but like CSGO CSGO so in CS, you know, peeker's advantage and all that. And if you get a proper head sight, um, headline sight, you're usually win 90% of the time unless you like horrendously misclick. So at first it was really, you know, the typical CS, CS experience for me. Um, get lucky kills here and there, but ultimately just get owned by really good veteran players who knows how to shoot. So after that, after getting a few rounds in, I started to get used to how to, you know, the spray patterns and which guns feel good to me. Um, actually taking my time to go to the practice range, a shooting range, which is very, I think it's a very, a very good addition to the game. Where I can actually like, you know, like everyone's sensitivity is different. And like being a weirdo I am, like my sensitivity kind of changes every day. Also, like I shouldn't, I changed mouses recently. And that stupid razor mouse has like different function, like DPI sensitivities, and I gotta like match it to that every now and then. So going in, getting my warm ups, um, getting the sensitivity right feels really good. And I hope it's something like every other shooting games incorporate in the future. <laughs> and that being said, I got better at getting um, getting cons consistent kills, um, finding like which choke points I need to hold or attack with. And so the previous shooting game knowledge helped me recover my kind of like muscle memory on how to shoot more effectively. Not saying I got, I'm like the best, but it gave me enough to actually hold my own in a duel where I'm not losing all the time. So that was fun. Once I actually found a way to kill people effectively, <laughs> it made the game more fun. But on top of that, learning how learning the abilities of each agent it was still a daunting task because because you're it depending on who you choose, like your abilities are really like crucial and how and how people play the game. Like for instance, I played Sova mostly because I want to see where people are coming from using the arrows to kind of get the feel of the map. But I compared to the other good players who are using more Sova effectively and the whole... I learned that like I should use the scouting arrows more... Mm, how should I say? Conservatively, not just like shooting in the very first moments because A, I do get information of where the other opponents are maybe if they're coming that way but at the same time it's also alerting to giving information to the enemy of where i am so it's kind of like pros and cons and like doubles like edge sore kind of situation so all the mind games are there too 
like with abilities you're adding more complexity to the game now i'm not sure if that's good complexity or bad complexity but it is more to digest and more things to learn about the game to play it more effectively you can still have fun with the game just i've seen some people play some of the agents and not use their abilities at all like i played with the brimstone who never laid down a single smoke screen in the entirety of the best of their 15 and i was shocked like what the fuck how can you not down not lay down any smoke if you're literally mr smoke i thought that, that was really interesting so i'm getting down to the nitty gritties but let me just sum up or did i th i think the game is very fun now fun is very subjective now what i mean when i say i think the game is fun is that winning actually feels very rewarding compared to well not compared to but like as similar to other shooters right games are very fucking frustrating to play sometimes if not all the time let's use a league as an example league of legends one of the top games i think in the world that causes many frustra uh, frustrations next to FIFA in fighting games where some aspects are out of your control and you have to suffer the consequences for it. But when everything clicks together, it feels really good to win. And right, ga the games also give you a sense of like player agency that you have the, let's say, imaginary powers to carry everyone else in your team. Now, this is not always true for League of Legends because depending on the meta, there's actually no way for you to win, like, let's say, one versus three or one versus four or five, unless you're super fed. So in League of Legends, it's a bit more harder to win unless you kind of, like, create situations, like, you know, to get snowball snowballed early, basically. So I think League of Legends is a bit more harder in the aspect to have fun <laughs> in the game. Like ultimately, you feel good when you win. So the ultimate goal of a game is that you, um, a multiplayer game, is that you want to win because winning makes you feel good, and feeling good is good. But League is kind of hard in that sense because winning takes almost forty to fifty minutes, and if your teammate teammates aren't cooperative or you yourself um, don't make you know live up to the standards of play then you're not going to have fun, and you're not going to win. But Valorant is different in a way because even if it's a right game, the shooting aspect, because it's a first-person shooter, you have way more player agency to win a round on your own. It might be incredibly hard, but in my opinion, it is more easier to win a round or carry a match in Valorant than it is in League. And this is obviously a bad comparison because I'm comparing a, a MOBA versus a first-person shooter. But the fact that you can still carry a whole game, like a, a match or round by yourself still holds true. And that makes it more interesting for me as a casual because it allows me to kind of, you know, get into the get the like a blood flowing get the endo endo endofin endofin flowing <laughs> can't pronounce that word 
of getting like um you know like the winning round kill or you get a clutch and it feels good when that happens so in that aspect Val valorant does a very good job of letting you know that you basically carried the team or you won and this is exemplified by the it, even if you get one kill there's an animating graphic of a skull and if you get a headshot it tells you you got a headshot and again accompanying a more detailed graphic of it like sprouting if you get a clutch it lets you know you did a clutch and it shows it to everybody kind of like gloating in a way and that feels really good all of these elements come together and for a casual player like me let's say um someone who plays every now and then maybe like two to three times a, like a night maybe you'll get like three to four games in obviously this might increase once the the game opens to the public and i have like more opportunities to play with friends but on average valorant is a very quote-unquote fun game now this isn't this isn't to say Valorant is like the best game because being fun and then being the best isn't I'm not sure if this is the right term but like it's not mutually exclusive every multiplayer game has its problems and the unifying problem is that not everyone is let's say they're not really kind or they have their own agendas I mean if you go to Twitter and you look up like the bad side of Valorant you see all the like the female players getting harassed over and over because open mic chat I personally have to had to live through at least two to three instances where I didn't say shit but I got shit on anyway because the matchmaking system is there's no actual proper solo queue right now because if you um, queue up for solo play you will get matched up with probably four pre-mates which means you're the odd man out and obviously that means if the other like the four premes are jerks then you just gotta live with it because ultimately you want to win and if you want to win you gotta cooperate and if that means you know as the dumb twitter comments say like just mute and block and move on I guess I have to do that because I actually want to feel good in the game because why play a game that frustrates you right League of Legends players hmm but that being said I find it weird because initially first they like harass you but later when you like start playing they become more focused in the games that kind of relax <laughs> so I found that very weird like I initially get harassed get called names but as the rounds go on when we start winning we just like, kind of like become one and all the, like the hate just kind of goes away because like ultimately we won then hooray not saying like this is a <clears throat> like a solution to like their online harassment because I hope there is a solution for that, but it's not coming from me because <laughs> I don't know what to do. I mean, I might talk about it in the future episode, but right now, all I can think about is like, even if you ban people from like, let, I don't, I don't want to call it toxic. That's such um, a very redundant, like bad term made up by League of Legends to describe like, um, let's say aggressively behavior people <clears throat> but if you start banning the people who are like harassing other players like one by one then like where do you draw the line 
right? Like people can ban, get banned for like <clears throat> just minor shit talk. And since there's no real like, you know, hmm, let's say like guideline of like what's accepted and what's not. And people can also like brigade into like ganging up on a person for be behaving in a such way. And since it's four against, let's say, for example, it's four against one like report. So who's right going to listen to? Though like the minority, probably not. So this that that's probably like a really complex <clears throat> topic to talk, like how to get it properly. And the only solution I can think about is like kind of how like Xbox Live did it back in the day, where you just say like I there was an option to tell the online matchmaking that I don't want to be paired up with this kind of person anymore. Not sure how effective that is, but it is something maybe Riot can pursue. <clears throat> so yes, the game is very fun for me when it clicks, because there are some times when I get raffle stomped, but you know, there is a result of getting outplayed because if I, well, basically, if you play the map right and you make all the right decisions, then you should win. But if you don't win, that means you just got outplayed. Because if the conditions are right, then you should be able to win a duel or win the situation. But if you aren't able to pull off with every condition being like in your favor, then it's obviously your fault for not executing correctly. <clears throat> What do I think of the RD cons of this game? Hmm. Well, as mentioned, like, like a verbal discourse that occurs in every multiplayer game. That's kind of a con for me, but that's something I can, God bless, I have a mute function so I can just mute the players. <clears throat> but other than that, I have no real complaints other than the the like the majority's opinions on the internet right now with being like hackers um a lot of pro players complain about the peaking being like the same every time which i'm not that advanced enough to find out so as a casual the game is really fun for me and i can't really think of the, any of the cons gameplay wise other than some abilities being way too effective for what they are. But then again, I saw right. It is actually patching them for they're patching a closed beta, which is hilarious to me. So I'm pretty sure they'll get patched. Like one of the big complaints that got patched recently was the sages like ground the glass orb that makes that slows you down. and makes a ton of noise when you walk in it. They like nerfed the duration on that. I think they also reduced the rate like the radius on that. So Riot is listening to all these, you know, comments and suggestions made by the people. So I can't really complain because even if I complain, they're probably going to be out of date. <laughs> Speaking of the beta, this has to be the one is one of the longest quote unquote closed beta I have ever been part of in a game because closed betas don't usually last months and months. And this game is supposed to launch in like summer 2020. So we're in May, right? Like middle of May. And usually su summer starts in July, June, 
July. So are you telling me they're gonna just keep doing the quote-unquote closed beta and just like release the game outright? Like they're not even gonna do an open beta. I mean, they might do like like a couple of weeks beforehand to do like network stress tests because that's usually what open betas are. <clears throat> like the whole like dropping closed beta keys through watching streams, I thought it was good, but then again, you know, it bred its own problems with 24-hour streams and all that. I mean, it was a good thought, and also like they wanted to quote-unquote grow feature the upcoming Valorant, Valorant, I can't pronounce it, the Valorant streamers. So it kind of like promotes them before the game even launches so people know who to look for. But it ended up just being like me where I just like look at the f famous streamers and then again like Summit, Summit 1G is my, one of my favorite streamers so I just tuned into him anyway. So like the big streamers just got bigger and the... <clears throat> Newer streamers got buried in the saturation that is the hottest thing in the market. And yeah, like for a closed beta. <clears throat> okay, so drink some water. Oh man, I haven't talked for this so long. <clears throat> yeah, I just find it weird. Like the, uh, for a closed beta, it's going on for this long. And they're patching a closed beta, which is also weird to me. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with the ranks. Like, are they going to reset the ladder once the game actually launches? Actually refund people all the cash they spent on the guns and, like, the microtransactions? Or do people just get to keep their accounts? I'm pretty sure they'll have to reset the MM MMR ladder when it launches just to kind of even the playing field. Or they might just keep it to kind of distinguish, like, okay... Like, you have to be this good to be immortal, this good to be silver, gold, etc, etc. Like, either way. Um, usually, closed betas I've been part of, it's only like a week. And they usually just do it for like... Um, initial stress tests, and they increase the number of participants each week. And then they go to an open beta. But with Valoran, I, I don't think... I haven't heard any new news about how they're going to handle this except for like they're just going to keep making changes and eventually they'll launch the game <clears throat> which is super weird to me so speaking of the closed beta the one thing that's kind of preventing me recently that's getting me to play this game is the whole ride vanguard thing and there are way better people than me who talked about this topic namely richard lewis who made a whole video about it. I think two videos, in fact. One about uh, causing problems, which are, well, not causing problems, but like it's causing weird behaviors in a program where it's blocking some of like the CPU, like temperature sensing programs. And for me, it's telling me like system 32 is like causing a problem and it won't even let me run CPU temp because I like not related to Valorant. I want to see like what my CPU temps were, but Riot Vanguard like blocked it. So it seems like it's, trying to look for any programs as trying to look at the quote-unquote hidden information that the PC has and you need to look through and I guess right Vanguard just thinks that's a cheat again like check out Richard Lewis's video because he explains it very in detail and more intel intelligently than whatever I could possibly do all right 
So to summarize, I think it's a fun game with no real cons right now. That's being patched by the patched by Riot. Just complaints about the verbal behavior, but then again, that's like a big social discussion about how we can how people can tackle that. That's not a topic for another episode. So here is the convoluted question of the day. I want to get into for this episode. The question is like, will Valorant become mainstream? Now, mainstream to me means that anyone instantly recognizes Valorant as the first example when they think of class-based shooters. So, an example of a different use case of the word mainstream is. If you ask people to give an example of what of, of a MOBA game, for instance, like you go ask somebody, "Hey, what's an example of a you know a good MOBA game?" and I bet you most of the people will be like League of Legends. Now, if you want to dumb 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 that down even further, like what's the most popular shooting game right now? If you ask like the main like the I don't want to say like I guess. So if you ask like the non-hardcore games or like just let's say you ask somebody's parents what they think of like the biggest like video game slash shooting game right now is right now, they'll probably say Fortnite because Fortnite is as mainstream as it come because they reached the point where almost everyone knows about it, everyone plays it. It is the most viewed game on Twitch even to this day. Even with all the pros complaining about like how. Like Epic's not listening to them, and like how like they're not handling the, you know, the rank queues properly. Like uh, skill based matchup is like ruining the game and all that stuff. I'm not sure they fixed it, but that was the last time I heard of it. That being said, Fortnite is the one a prime example of a mainstream game. Now the question is, can Valorant be also be considered a mainstream game? And this is a convoluted question because it's in closed beta, and who the hell is gonna know, right? Like we don't even know what the esports scene is going to be like. Going to be part of the next episode, and to judge a game in its infancy to be, you know, mainstream or not is very, you know, super early. Probably anything. It's probably wrong to give any opinions, but <clears throat> given the track record of Riot Games and how they. Were able to prolong a goddamn MOBA game for almost ten years now, gives me hope that well, not hope, but gives an idea that like yes, they might able to make this mainstream, but not on the level of let's say Fortnite. I don't think it will overtake CS:GO either, only because the like the the graphics and the Like the、um, the class-based ability system, kind of makes me want to differentiate it from Counter-Strike. Yes, it has similar Counter-Strike shooting mechanics and smoke, and knowing map choke points, like map callouts, that kind of stuff. But I want to say like it's kind of it's CS:GO, it's Counter-Strike, but it's not Counter-Strike, obviously, because you're adding abilities in that makes it more like Overwatch. But then again, it's not like Overwatch because you're mixing CS. Uh, Counter Strike gun mechanics in, so it's, it's a very weird question to tackle whether or not Valorant can be mainstream. Maybe Valorant will become its own category, and that it will become mainstream that way because it might be one of its kind. But then again, you also have 
already class-based shooters in Rainbow Six Siege, and kind of like Overwatch, even though Overwatch is his own thing. It was a very weird question to tackle. <clears throat> now, do I believe that this game will be supported by Riot Games as long as uh, it did Lee? Sure, why not? But then again, I'm seeing kind of mixed support for like TFT and Legends of Runeterra. I seriously didn't know that Legends of Runeterra launched, like got out of beta until I saw a Twitch ad for it. Like that's almost as bad marketing as what, you know, the Overwatch League is advertising their league to be broadcast on YouTube. Random diss at Overwatch League, but there it is. But this isn't Riot's first game, right? Like, they had 10 years to actually learn, like, try and fail what works and what doesn't work in keeping a game, you know, maintained and entertaining enough for people to keep playing. Now, one of the reasons I thought, one on like, a main point where I thought Valorant can remain mainstream or become mainstream in its own right and not be you know you're not taking away like league of legends players away from it to play valorant is that i think people still have the attention span and or time to play multiple games so for example if you like league of legends and you have friends that play league of legends you can be like hey want to go play around the valorant and just go play that. And since it's all within like the same ecosystem of Riot Games, and maybe in the future they'll make a client that has all the games into one instead of downloading multiple clients like an idiot. I don't know. Just saying. Maybe that can like ease the transition. Like you wanna you wanna play the like they basically want to com like they want to control it, right? Like that's why they're releasing multiple games. They want to cover every single area of different games that people play and stream. So they can just play their games. Like if you like, oh, it's obviously like a big old fuck you to Blizzard games because they're play, nah, they're targeting like Overwatch and Hearthstone, but that's another discussion. But my point being, because it's within the right ecosystem, I think it has the most more likelihood of being mainstream than if it was handled by any other game. If that makes sense. Like there are various at like points I I want to get into, but being a content creator, I want to save it for other episodes. Of like why I think it will be become mainstream. <clears throat> like to become mainstream, like there are certain aspects you need to keep kind of meet like a criteria. I think one of the aspects is like is it fun? Is it engaging enough for people to keep playing the game? Now it's kind of hard to judge again because there's only three maps and ten different agents, but. Having 10 agency calls, you can have over 200 different combination of agents and team composition, which makes it more fun. And if the maps are as engaging as, I don't know, that, that desert map, I think it can be good. Like, if you look at Fortnite and Battle Royales, they only play on, like, one map, and they only play on one map, just randomly rearranged um, locations here and there. Or in some games, they're not even, re like rearranged at all you just play in the same map but because the the core gameplay is engaging for the players to keep playing it made it mainstream and yes the the shooting mechanics of valor is fun the abilities 
I'm, maybe I'm too dumb to actually utilize it perfectly, but I'm right now I'm playing Breach, and Breach is fucking fun. I get to fuck people up. The ultimate sounds great. And it kind of feels like, kind of matches like the playstyles I play, like which is this crazy rushdown, which is bad in a Counter-Strike game, but still having fun. The learning curve is very existent because you need to learn how to aim, and that is not something that comes very easily for some people, if especially if they've never, you know, grew up grew up with like a um, shooting game. Luckily, I've been trained in the ways of the old Counter Strikes and all the different shooting games over the years. So, um, you know, for me, the transition was very quick. Not saying I'm good again, but it is better than. Let some people who only play like MOBAs or non-shooting games for all their life. You also need to learn maps. You also need to learn spe specific callouts at where you lost saw the enemy or where there will be, because that's crucial information for players, your teammates to know. Because Counter Strike is what I would like to call informational warfare, because if you have the information and you set the conditions for yourself to set up the play. You should be able to win because the opponent doesn't know that you have the information. But if you have if you have an advantage of them, you should be able to, you know, win the round or get win the duel, that kind of stuff. Does it feel good to win? Yes, it fucking does. This game feels very rewarding when you win, and it feels very rewarding to get kills, much like other mainstream games. So they're doing a very good job on that. Will this game get constant updates like other mainstream games? I would say yes, because League of Legends is doing a very good job on releasing a various like seasonal event content throughout the uh, throughout various months. They have tournaments and esports, so the constant updates. I would assume they would do the same for Valorant, cause why not? Like they know they know the actual like the know-how. Again, like sp explaining like they had ten years to do this, so they can just kind of, kind of like cop like carbon copy what they're doing for League, but just make it suitable for Valorant. So why not? Like even Overwatch had very good consistent updates. Um, like. Almost as frequent hero updates, like seasonal events, seasonal skins, and all that stuff. So for the first, at least for the first few years, I think Valorant will do very well. Will it become mainstream as a, you know, to the go-to team shooter? That is a harder one to answer. But the only thing that's preventing me from saying like, yes, Valorant will be the next big thing shooter ever. Is that the learning, like the learning curve? And in order to become mainstream, even like the casual of casuals need to be able to play. And would I recommend this to like really casual players? Not really, because it's kind of not as, you know, fun when you're just get losing or getting shot every single round from places you, you don't even see. Like it's amusing for me to see various streamers like like this is. They, like this is baby's first shooter, and the seeing like freak out when they see an opponent is like really amusing to me. But at the same time, it's probably not amusing to them because they're just dying every two seconds and every round and not getting a kill. 
So it can't really be fun for them even if they win that cannon. So that's kind of preventing me from saying like, yes, this will become the the most iconic team like class-based shooter of all time because it's these riot games. But it's like, no, it's fun, but I'm still kind of uh, oh, I can't. What's the word? Um, ah, damn it! I hate when this happens. Um, basically, I have doubts that this will become the mainstream, like the na- next big mainstream game. For now, I don't think it will because again, it's closed beta and we don't have all the information. But just the nature of it being a very skill-based shooter, I think it will prevent it become like the big thing in video games. It'll still be popular. I'm not sure if I like contradict myself. But yeah, it will be super popular, but I don't think with the current information we have right now, it will become mainstream. There are a lot of things I want to talk about, especially well the two things I want to talk about like the lore and I did compliment the looks of this game. But there are certain aspects of the visuals that I'm not really fond of, which I want to get into the next episode. So the next episode I will cover will be about the lore in a competitive shooting game because who cares about that? And the visual design they're choosing to go with for the different gun skins and what this might mean for future content. And then the last one, which I need more research on because who wants to listen to bad opinions is how Riot Games will handle the esports side for Valorant given their previous execution of esports for like League of Legends and taking some other cues from like other esports companies uh, other esports events such as the Call of Duty League and the Overwatch League so look forward to that So thank you for listening to this first rendition of the Valorant volumes. And you can find this podcast and other updates on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music, and and every other other outlet of your favorite podcast distributor. You can also find the VODs of the video VODs of the podcast if youtube is more your thing search last blues on youtube and you shall find the vods there subscribe to get more updates of the podcast vods and other content that i'm up to you can also find me streaming on twitch at twitch.tv slash last blues right now i'm just playing general games but once i get a crew together um, i'm actually playing like more esports centric games once Valorant opens up and I get to actually like tell people, convince people to play with me because playing solo queue sucks ass right now. You know, I might stream that too. All right. Thank you for listening, viewers. I shall release the other volumes more promptly in a more timely manner. Goodbye.